one. All right. Welcome, Fantasy Bums. This is reaction Overreaction Monday. Uh, we just had our full slate of football. Football is back in full swing. And we ha- just want to go over some of the action from Monday's from Monday and Sunday's game. So uh, we have our three fantasy bums. We have myself, Jaime, and then you have Naz, a.k.a. the GOAT, and then Abraham, a.k.a. the smart the guy. Where did the GOAT come from? I don't know. He calls himself the GOAT. I, actually, we were just having a conversation about that before we went on, on the air, and I said, who the hell calls himself the GOAT? That's a name that's given to you, I bro. I own sheep. And my <laughs> sheep babies. And they just crowd of goat. Who does that? <laughs> so now Who does I'm that? A of goats. That's what <laughs> I do. You know, when you're the greatest and, you know, your lady calls you the greatest, that makes you the goat. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. You're going to have to roll with it, all right? <laughs> all right. Well, let's go roll into it. Overreaction Monday. So first topic at hand. I know that a lot of people are already talking about this, but let's talk about the Browns. What the hell happened with the Browns? Super Bowl team. Oh, what an embarrassing performance. That's all I have to say. The offensive line looks like it does not look good at all, Jaime. No, it does not. I, and I think that was the biggest. I mean, they were already going into the game shorthanded. And then with, uh, was it Cam Robinson in the second quarter getting ejected? Did not help. After that, it was like Baker Mayfield running for his life. Couldn't set his feet. Getting banged up. And it's just the most disappointing part of it for me was being a Nick Chubb owner is just Nick Chubb didn't deserve that, man. It's just, it was just bad all around. And then OBJ, I mean, yeah, he had his catches, but I mean, there was just, I mean, that offense did not look in sync at all. What do you think? Coaching was awful too. As Aaron Rodgers would say, relax, relax guys. It's a, it's week one, pump the brake. Um, you know, we saw this last year with Tampa Bay versus New Orleans week one, right? Everyone was, I mean, I know that you did your survival. Are you comparing the Browns to New Orleans now, huh? Well, I mean, you never know, right? It's, it's football. Every week's a different week. And, you know, like people that picked, you know, New Orleans as their survivor week one last year were, were very disappointed. I mean, I know I was. Um, so, I mean, any, anything can happen. That's why, that's why they play every Sunday. And that's why. You know, we call it football because any, 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 anything will happen. So I, I just I think everyone needs to just pump the brakes on the Browns, uh, give it to week four to realize it's it's not where it's Jameis Winston where we have a terrible quarterback, right? Um, you know, this guy's accurate. He's a great quarterback. He's got great weapons. He's got a great running back. Uh, that Tennessee team came to play. Um, and I think that's what the Browns needed. They needed that slap in the face. They needed – you know, a reality check because all off season, it was the Browns, the Browns, they're going to make it. They're going to win the, you know, win their division. They're going to make it to the playoffs. This is the year they turn around. So I think that's what the Browns needed to be successful. And if I was, if I'm a Browns player in a locker room, I think everybody is now saying, you know, we just can't show up. You know what I mean? So that's my thought process on it. I'm still starting my Browns player. I'm still starting Baker. It's Monday night football. Um, you know, it's a new week, and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, man. I sure hope so because I have my shares of Brown players and Chubb and Baker, and I lost some games because of them this weekend. But I'm looking to bounce back, not overreacting to what's going on. Just like you said, just like Aaron Rodgers said, R E L A X. Uh, but let's go over to the other side now. The other side, the Ravens, man, they just smashed on the Dolphins. It was like yeah. playing a high school team, man. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 this is and this is the type of fantasy player that I am, right? It's like you have to be balanced, right? You can't overreact when something goes really well, and you can't react for the worst when something goes really bad. So the same situation, like that Miami team was terrible, terrible, and like you talk about, we're going to talk about the you know the the wide receivers, the tight ends from the Browns, Hollywood. Um, I mean. Hollywood had four catches for 140 plus yards, two touchdowns. Like, I mean, I'm not very hyped if my guys only catch the ball four times. You know, they're not playing against Miami, you know, 16 weeks of the year. So 
it's it is it's like I said, pump the brakes on on the Ravens too. Like they looked good, um, but they didn't play against a real NFL team. I mean that I think you know what I read on Roto World is like players went into locker room calling their agents to be traded. Um, you know, yeah. and they're asking to be traded to Sac State. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, so you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy in too much, but I, the one thing I would give advice to players, if you own somebody that went off this week, like someone from like Lamar Jackson, trade them. If you can get top talent for Lamar Jackson week one after what he did, trade him. Right, because he's not going to have that performance again. He's not throwing five touchdowns in a game again. Um, I mean, he can. My only thing is, why did he have to do that versus me? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was me too against you. I had Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that would be my advice on that. So I mean, going into the year, I'm gonna give you guys my my theory on this. If I had Dak, Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson, I'm more high on Dak than I am on Lamar Jackson um, just because, you know, I mean, they both played terrible teams, but Dak looked really good. Lamar just had three big plays, you know what I mean? That made him look amazing. Um, not taking away from his game. Obviously he played a, he played a great game, but I, I would trade Lamar Jackson right now and see what I can get for that guy. Because if you can sell him now, you're never going to sell him higher. That's true. Same thing with a couple other players that uh, that comes to mind right now. Uh, what would you say about someone, say like uh, like a Sammy Watkins, or um, who else? Uh, you have people like uh, damn, my mind's going blank. Uh, Hollywood yeah, Brown, Sammy Watt, Hollywood Brown, D. Jack. Well, you well you wouldn't be able to trade those players, but someone that comes to mind for me, um, even though I have him, is um, Marlon Mack. I don't really see him keeping that kind of a game going on, I especially so. without Andrew Luck. Well, that's you, but see, with, with me, actually, maybe it's more biased thing. I just don't like the guy. But he's an explosive whatever. guy. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he he played all right, but um, Marlon Marlon Mack and like Chris Carson, those two players are probably in that same you know played you know really well. They were drafted high enough to play well, uh, but they showed up. And the thing is with me, now they are you probably drafted them in the fourth fifth round, and they were RB ones. Um, so I like to hold on to that unless I'm getting value that's either a you know a wide receiver one or an RB one for return because if you drafted them they were probably flex or RB twos for you and if they're going to perform that way um, you either went and got Kelsey or uh, you know Julio or Hopkins and now and and you know uh, you know a Baker or whatever the case I'm not Baker but uh, Elliot so they're probably RB twos for you and I like that. Um, if they're going to, I would wait to see if they're not going to be that way. But with Sammy Watkins, you, you brought up Sammy Watkins. I, I would, I would hold on to Sammy Watkins until I found out that, you know, Hill's coming back and what week he's coming back because you're getting, if you drafted Sammy Watkins, you didn't draft him early. Right. And you're getting, you know, wide receiver one numbers. I like that. I like that. Yeah. He's always had the talent, just couldn't stay healthy. And looks like hopefully this year he stays healthy. Um, he is in for a big year. And then following up, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I guess he's just going to continue on his tear with the NFL. The guy was amazing in the first half until he got a little banged up. But overall, he had a solid game. Yeah, and he had a solid game against a, a, a great defense too. Um, it wasn't like yeah. Miami out there. That guy is uh, – uh, I mean, you can't – you can't say anything negative about that guy. That guy comes to comes to play every week, and um, if you drafted him, and I think I know you're never going to take him out of your lineup, so that's a good thing. Yeah, and what I don't expect going forward to happen again is tra- Travis Kelsey with three receptions. I think, especially with Hill out, he's going to come down with a lot more a lot more balls going forward. Yeah. So let's let's go over. I'm going to go over some of the people that we want to talk about on the show today. Um, one of them we did talk about is Lamar Jackson. 
Next one is um, Hollywood Brown. Um, what do you guys what What do you guys think of that? What do you think? Well, of he seems like you know big on Brown. First of all, um, uh, I mean, I think he is the Calvin Ridley of this year. That's what I think about Hollywood Brown. Hundred um, percent. Just because he had like four catches, he's he still had the second most catches out of the rece- out of the receiving corps. I mean, Mark Andrews had the most, and then went Hollywood Brown. Um, so he's definitely proven to be the number one guy there. He's number one, um, Lamar Jackson's uh, probably favorite receiver. Well, I wouldn't say his favorite receiver. I think Mark Andrews would be his favorite receiver. But as far as deep yeah, threat and splash receiver, plays, yeah. tight end, yeah, yes, yeah, splash splash plays. Uh, I think Hollywood brings it in. Yeah, he only had four catches, but I mean, with that cannon and the way they're going to be running that play action, um, I just see a lot of those big plays coming from Hollywood and Lamar. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on um, Hollywood. I drafted him as many times as I could. And I'm pretty, pretty, pretty excited with that decision. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I, I don't know if you started him, but you know, knowing that he's, I on did your, not start him. <laughs> yeah. No, knowing that he's on your bench, um, you just hurts. You just know that you just did your research going into the year. And, and if you have players like this, Sammy Watkins, you know, D Jackson, TJ Hawkinson, um, you, you just know you listened to this podcast enough. You did your research and you drafted well enough to, you know, have these type of quality players on your bench where you could build depth. So that's, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to you for that. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, was, I was listening to you guys. Ah, so uh, next what guys, I want to talk about with this one person. I think I think Naz was um, huge on him this whole year. It's um, David Montgomery, the the third oh stringer my on the God. Chicago Bears. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk um, about our bums later. So let's let's work on all the, our thuds right now. Um, <laughs> so we'll avoid that. But let's let's talk about uh, Deshaun Jackson, Mister September. That I would say uh, he came out to play. Um, he saved the the Eagles, man. They were down, and if it wasn't for those two big plays, the Eagles would have lost to the Redskins. So much hype for the the Eagles being a Super Bowl contender and the best team in the East. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my my thing with that, like, I'm not I'm not buying into Jackson yet because you know you have Ertz, and I think Jeffrey's a better receiver, and Jeffrey came the ball out too. Um, I just I'm not really. I mean, I I have him in a couple leagues. I drafted him. But I just he's too too big of a game player, and if you're in a league that gives you bonus for 40 yard touchdowns, then he's a good start. But right now, I wouldn't start him over the players that I had, unless he's going to continue to do this over and over. But um, I mean, he's, he's obviously a, a big threat, and I just think there's going to be more targets going to Ertz moving forward and Jeffrey than it would be you know Jackson. I think Jackson's more of a big play threat um, at this point. Great for yeah. best ball leagues. Oh, so yeah. you're calling him a, a flex option at best? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he yeah. He's a he's a wide receiver three or a flex. Um, I mean, he's not a he's not a he's not a wide receiver two in, in my eyes at all yet. Yeah, um, I agree with that actually. Unless like Jeffrey went down, right? If Jeffrey went down, then Jackson is is flipped into that wide receiver two role immediately, um, and that and that would be something that I would love also. Um, Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is TJ. TJ Hawkinson, one of my favorite tight ends going in this year, rookie wise. Um, I, you know, I drafted him in three leagues. Um, so it was, it was a performance that if you drafted him, you're like, oh gosh, why didn't I start him? Right. Um, I didn't, I didn't have the guts to start him yet. Um, just, just to be honest, but I mean, he's sitting on my bench and he's going to be slipping in my, he's going to be slipping that tight end uh, slot over. OJ Howard, I can tell you that. Um, so, what do you, what do you guys think of that performance week one? TJ, yeah, Hawkinson, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am starting him over Cook almost every week now. He is my guy going forward. I believe in this. I believe in the hype. Um, the lion lion fan love lion fans love him. Um, the dude is an absolute stud. Um, I think he will. I, I think he will finish top ten for sure. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? Um, I'm, I like him. I, I think um, I am going to just try to nab him if I can anywhere because right now my options Vance McDonald and 
I'm not too happy with that. <laughs> yeah. So he, he finished the game with six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he just looked really good out there, moving out there and fluid. And, and, and it, it looks like, you know, it's Galladay number one, and then you got TJ Hawkinson as number two with targets uh, moving forward, I think, every, week after week. I know, um, you know, Stafford loves to throw the ball. Uh, on Johnson didn't perform, and I know there's going to be games where he does, but – you know, if you have TJ Hawkinson and he's on your bench, you're you're you've hit fantasy gold with that guy. I think. Um, next guy, let's talk about this guy, uh, wide receiver from Seattle. Uh, what what do you DK. Got? What was that? DK Metcalf. Yeah, D, DK Metcalf. What do you guys think of that performance? Four catches, eighty nine yards. Did you guys see something promising from there? Um, what what did you guys like? What would you guys like out of that? Well, he had more, he had more cash than Tyler Lockett, that's for sure. Correct. Um, yeah, more, I, I didn't like targets too. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a it was a weird game. I mean, you didn't really see Russell Wilson really throw to receivers. Um, it was more Chris Carson show, <laughs> and uh, you know Carson saw fifteen carries and seven targets. Um, he definitely outperformed Rashad Penny's, which I was kind of worried as far as what the split was going to look like. But um, DK Metcalf, I see him. Um, he did his big question was his route running tree that he was only a straight line runner. Um, he ran some, uh, you know, uh, good routes. Yeah, he ran some good. Yeah, he ran some good routes. And and the thing is, is that Russell was Russell went to him on third down, so that's something that. You know, if you're, you know, and he's number one on the depth chart. He's, he's, he had more snap counts than uh, Lockett. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, if he's only going to get better, a big target in the red zone. Um, so you never know what you can get. I think he's, he's something that you need to stash and dash. I can tell you that. Um, especially with Russell, you know, with the ability to scramble in the pocket um, and put the ball in there. I think that could be uh, a great. And, and the funny thing is, these wide receivers this year, I, I went in the year wondering if we had a good rookie class for wide receivers, and they balled out week one. Um, so that that was that was very surprising. Um, next guy, and if you guys are you know following us on Instagram, I, I I said this when the whole Antonio Brown situation. Pick up Williams. This guy is going to ball for the Raiders. He moved into. Uh, the number one receiver for the Raiders, and he he balled out on Monday night. Um, this is a, this is a wide receiver two to me moving forward. Um, if you guys have the opportunity to pick up Terrell Williams, pick him up in every league. He should not be on any waiver wire. Um, Carr went to him nonstop today. I I, I think this guy's gonna can easily be a wide receiver two in this league. How many targets do you think you have this season? I mean. I was expect- probably 120. Yeah, I was expecting at least with Antonio Brown being out anywhere from you know 112 to 136 range um, in that offense. I mean, the, the only other person that I know is going to be getting the ball is uh, is Waller, and Waller yeah. looked really good today too. Um, and we'll talk about him also. But uh, Williams needs to be picked up in every league. I, I posted on our Instagram. Uh, right when the whole thing was going on, like even before internal brand left the Raiders, like go pick up Williams in every league. Um, I searched all eight of my leagues and I picked him up any league that he was available. Um, so I, I think this is a must have in every fantasy league. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think? You guys agree or disagree? I like well, him. He showed, he showed up. He showed up. He showed up today for sure. And uh, yeah, you said, uh, and Derek Carr, he looked, he, he looked decent. I mean, he was in a great, but he was very accurate. He's he's a number one receiver for the Raiders. He's he's obviously a must grab, especially uh, Derek Carr and John Gruden. I think I think they're going to do good this year. Yeah, the offense looked good, and you got to understand the offensive line is only going to get better. Uh, they're missing two of their offensive pieces, uh, one to suspension and one to injury. And when they get both of them back, they're only going to get better. Give David Carr more time in that pocket. Um, and Williams and Carr will build more and more rapport throughout the year. Um, Josh Jacobs. Well, since, looked- we're, 
Yeah, that's. I was gonna say since we're on the Raiders right now, what, what about Josh Jacobs? Uh, he looks like the the best rookie running back thus oh, by, far. Oh, by far, by far, the dude is on the field all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, there's. I mean, as much as I love David Montgomery, uh, Josh Jacobs has the opportunity, and that's what matters at this point, right? Um, talent wise, we don't we don't know who's the most talented back in the league yet based off those rookie class. Um, but Josh Jacob will run with the opportunity that he has with that offensive line. And he can be an RB two and, you know, be close to even being an RB one if he continues to put up these numbers. Uh, so if you have Josh Jacobs, he had 20 plus carries today. Um, I think, I think you're, you're, you're pretty happy with Josh Jacobs. And so I know that Jaime started Aaron Jones over Josh Jacobs in one of our leagues. And I think that's not going to happen again. Ever. Ever. <laughs> uh, the next guy we want to talk about before we move on is uh, your guy, Gallup, Jaime, uh, Cowboy oh, yeah. Fever. No, it's my guy, too. Oh, well, it's your guy. <laughs> I think both of you guys were hyped on this guy going into the year. You listened to our podcast. You guys preached highly about this guy. Um, it, what, give us your feedback. I mean, Dak Prescott looked amazing. Um, the only negative thing about this is – this is my mindset, right? Cobb looked good. Um, obviously, Cooper looked good. Gallup looked good. Elliot didn't have the attempts. So as the season goes along, I don't know if who the targets are going to go away from, if it's Cobb or if it's Gallup or, you know, whatever the case is. But that was an opportunity for them to all ball out, right? And usually that offense is Elliot run heavy. So – I'm not expecting, you know, wide receiver two numbers from this guy, but he's he could be a very good flex option or wide receiver three um, if his numbers continue to do what he, you know, obviously did. But uh, what are your guys' thought process on it? Because you guys love this guy. I I think he's a definitely a, a flex option. And as far as a ceiling with the floor, will the, will the, will the floor with a wide receiver three, but a ceiling of a two, um, he didn't get in the end zone, but I mean, he as far as the connection between him and Dak, much improved from last year as far as on the deep threat, and so I really like that. But you, I mean, Randall Cobb, man, he looked he looked like he still got some juice in his legs. Yeah, oh, Randall man. Cobb looked really good, really good. But I mean, it's I mean, we I'm not going to compare. So this is my thing. The only thing difference really between that that New York defense and I mean that New York team and that Miami team is one's got the best running back in the game, right? Um, and obviously New York has a little more talent, but that New York defense is terrible, right? I mean, Dak ripped that defense apart. So I just – every game is not going to be this way, and I obviously this is week one. You know, this is, this is obviously not a sprint. This is a marathon for everybody. So, you know, we don't want to panic in week one, and we don't want to overthink and think that everything's going to end up this way. Um, it just – you know, these are the type of players that you want to learn to add. And Gallup is a Gallup could be a really, really good ad. You just you just got to know when to start them. Um, I'm not starting Gallup every week, and I hope that you guys are on that same boat. Um, mm-hmm. But if he has the right matchup, it's, he's, a, he's a good start. Yeah, same, same thing with Dak, too. I think he's a good start on the right matchups now. Um, and I think biggest thing is, man, Jerry better sign his ass soon before that price keeps going up. No, you know what? You know what? I think I think Jerry Jones is going to be scared of week three. Week three, they play Miami. I oh my god! If if, you, if there's one week that you want to pay him where his stock's not high, it would be week three. So, um, geez, yeah. let's try to get him in contract before that week because he's going to be expensive. He's going he's going to rip them apart. Oh yeah, I just thought Gallup was a great um, pick in the later rounds, like the twelfth, like thirteenth round, because I thought he was gonna go for a breakout campaign. Um, I, I I thought he was gonna take a lot of um you know weight off Amari Cooper because you know now as you believe Amari Cooper is really inconsistent, right? Um, he has breakout games and then he has dud games. That's what you think. I I think Michael Gallup will be the guy that will play a consistent role for the Dallas Cowboys. Correct, and but that's but you got to understand the reason why I think Cooper is inconsistent because of what that offense was last year. Now it's a whole new offense. Um, 
you know, and, and Cooper's a, a, a very good route runner. Um, and, and Dak Prescott, his, his, his accuracy yesterday was, was on point. So I don't know if it's because he had just has so much time in the pocket. Um, but this is, this is a let Naz sit back and rethink his strategy on this Cowboy offense. Give me two more weeks. Give me to at least week four to really judge like, Hey, you know, this is, this might be a whole different offense. Like we saw, you know, with the Rams, you know, two years ago, um, so yeah, Dak wants that money, man. Yeah, yeah, he wants that money bad. Yeah, so, they just need to pay, pay the man now, pay him now for like, this expense. No, I, I think I think the smart thing for them to do is not pay him. Uh, let him earn it. Let him continue to play this way um, and earn that contract. So I, I think that they should hold off and just let him continue to ball out and you know let him get the money he needs, but le- let him prove it. And I think that's good for fantasy owners that drafted Dak Prescott. I think I drafted him last pick in three rounds. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he played well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, fantasy bums of the week. And, you know, the same thing that we don't want to over panic when somebody does really well. And we don't want to over panic when people do bad. But it's, it's a topic that we need to have. And I think one of my big fantasy bums going into the year was Joe Mixon. So I'm going to let you guys talk about this but this is this is one of my bums going into the week and uh i mean going into the year and he, he did not look good week one so what, what you got injured in process well yeah he's he is injured but i mean the the pass to run ratio in that cincinnati game was i mean it was it was really bad i mean andy dalton threw for 418 yards <laughs> and uh the, the passing game attempts. Is, yeah, 51 attempts. Well, that's that's good for A.J. Green owners that own him. Um, you know, going, knowing that he's coming back and be able to get that. Um, that and, and, again, that's a whole – that's a new coach, new offense. Um, Andy Dalton, if, he, if, if he's going to have A.J. Ross um, and those weapons going into – going into the year and that's how many attempts that he's going to get like praise that guy that guy's going to be a, a week-to-week uh starter at that point i mean i don't like him but if he's going to throw the ball 40, yeah. 50 times a week that's that's a good start if you don't have a if you draft the luck well you know I, john ross was a first round pick he did run the fastest time in nfl history for the 40-yard dash and i think maybe in this offense he has a as a role for him. I mean, he's going to have a role and I think, you know, he had, well, and I think he had 12 targets, seven receptions for 158 yards and two touchdowns. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the target share. Um, But my only worry is, does that, his role is obvious. If you're going to use, let's say that you're the number one waiver wire in your league, right? Are you using, are you, if you, are you going to use that for John Ross where, you know, AJ Green's coming back in two, three weeks, and and now you just wasted a waiver wire. That's my thought process on there. Um, so John Ross's role will not be that way when AJ Green comes back. So, so would you say G- Giovanni Bernard is the number one uh, primary uh, waiver wire pickup for that team? Um, I, I think I think that's more of a, a Joe Mixon type of handcuff situation. Right. If I'm, I'm not really using it because Joe Mixon's coming back this week. Um, but I think if I was a Mixon owner, my advice to you is to go pick up him. Um, I mean, he had six attempts for 10 yards, 1.7 per average before he went out. Um, I don't know if he, if it was in the first half or in the third quarter he went out, but he was not doing well. He had three targets for two receptions with seven total yards. Um, the guy had a total of 17 yards before he got hurt. And I know he played the full first half from my understanding. Um, I might be mistaken, but that, that's not good. All right. That's fantasy bum at, at his best. Um, so I was, I was not satisfied with his performance. And if I was um, a, a mix in owner, I would be worried. I mean, hopefully you listen to the podcast enough for you. We told you stay away from that guy. Um, so that's, that's, that's my theory on uh, if I was a, if I was a Joe Mixon owner, I would be handcuffing 
uh, Bernard with him. But I would not use a waiver wire unless I was later in the rounds. But he's back. So why would I really add knowing that Mixon's coming back on an offense that's not good? You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, next one was Nick Chubb. Um, this guy was drafted in the first round in a lot of leagues. Beginning of the second, had a good uh, preseason. In you know, with the with the Duke Johnson being traded, his stock just went up. Um, where are you guys with with Nick Chubb here today? I'm not worried. I'm not I'm not going to overreact to that. Okay. Uh, I just, I mean, I think as far as, I mean, he had 17 attempts for 75 yards. So, I mean, and realistically, I mean, there was one, I mean, that first ramp, uh, Browns touchdown should have been his. I don't know why he wasn't in there. So he got sniped out of a t- TD there, which would have, you know, turned in into a decent game for him. So I'm yeah I'm not too worried about it. Okay, what about what about you, uh, uh, Abraham? Talk about uh, what's his name, Nick Chubb. Yes, pay attention. Um, <laughs> um, like you said, it's relax. <laughs> All right. Um, I think he will bounce back next week. Um, the that, that, the, that the problem that Jets defense is pretty good. They play on Monday night, so if he's going to bounce back, he's going to have to bounce back against a. Uh, no, he he'll bounce back. I think I think the Browns will get their shit together. If you want to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my my thought process is he's he's a very talented back. Um, I, I just think that was, like I said, a week one overhype on what they were, and you know the confidence got too high, and and I I'm if I'm a Nick. If I'm if I don't own Nick Chubb and somebody's unhappy with him, like the same advice I gave you guys on Lamar Jackson, go snatch up Nick Chubb. Like I would love to go pick up Nick Chubb right now if somebody's unhappy and thinks that they're not good. And I mean, I I got messages over messages. I'm gonna go trade Mike Evans. Like <laughs> hold everyone, pump the brakes. Like I I, I I'll take him. Hey, I'll take him exactly. So if these smart fantasy owners know when to buy. I mean, it's the whole real estate market, right? So you, you got to know when to go buy somebody. Nick Chubb right now is a, is a buy low type of player. And I would, my advice is to whoever owns him, go drop something in his inbox asking for Nick Chubb. And if he's willing to give it to you, take advantage of him when he, until he, before he breaks out. Same for Mike Evans, huh? Well, I mean, Mike Evans, my, my worry is not Mike Evans. My worry is James Winston. Um, so, I mean, we'll talk about James in a minute. But the, next up is James Conner. Um, wh- what do you guys – how do you guys feel about James Conner? I think the Steelers played, like, garbage that whole game. The whole team. Yeah, the yeah. whole team. Sort of flat. Yeah. I don't think it was a James Conner problem. It was a Steelers problem. You, we know what that running, we know what that system's capable of producing running backs. Um, I, I don't know what happened with the Steelers, but they got completely outplayed by the New England Patriots. I yeah. expected a better game. So ten attempts for twenty-one yards, two point one per average, four targets, four receptions for forty-four yards. Is he another buy low guy right now? <sighs> Damn, Skippy! Like, learn if you're if you're if you're if you're if you love fantasy, this, these are the weeks that this is the best week to trade week one, right? Because you either, because here's the problem, right? Think about this, guys. And, and for people that are listening, think about this. You went the last three months, right? And, and this is why it's a really good time to buy. You did the last three months of thinking, three months of listening to podcasts, you know, doing mock drafts, all this type of stuff. And you're at week one and you're like, oh, shit, I drafted the wrong guy. Right. This is where people panic because they realize, oh, I, I made a mistake. Not knowing that I'm going to need th- these guys are rusty. 
You know what I mean? They're not in the same offense. Maybe different coordinators. Maybe the offensive line's not put together right. Everyone's not in the same rhythm. These, This is the time to go get people and make your team a championship team. Like, that would be my advice. Nick Chubb, James Conner, um, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Mike Evans, all these boo-boo performance, what we call bums, right? You can buy low. David Montgomery, who gives a damn if he didn't play well? I know his snap count was very low, but you can buy low. Like, I wouldn't go on to go buy Lamar Jackson now. I would rather go buy Baker and get nothing for it, right? You know, or, or Cam or whatever the case is, because I'm, I'm getting him for nothing. And Nick Chubbs and James Conner, if you can sneak in these type of running backs on your team and you can give somebody that played really well week one, roll with it. Roll with it, guys. This is what's going to win you fantasy. This is why we play fantasy football is to take advantage of other bums in this industry. Yeah, exactly. What would you say What would you say about uh, if somebody – because, you know, Austin Eckler is really high right now. Would you trade? Would you trade an Austin Eckler for a James Conner? Would I do it? No. But if somebody, whoever owns, um, I just had a brain fart. Um, Melvin Eckler. Whoever owns uh-huh. Melvin Gordon and doesn't own, um, you said his name. Sorry, brain fart. Um, Eckler. Eckler. Trade him. Trade him. Because now you can sell, you own the backfield, right? If they have a, a Nick Chubb, a Connor, or you know someone that there's value there, um, I would I would trade them because let them own the backfield, right? And go get a number one because you're not going to have him all year. And remember, you don't. There's there's two halves of football. You know, you got the first you know, seven weeks, and then you got the next seven weeks, you know, and, and fantasy players, they play in two halves, you know, usually it's not usual. Someone will play all year. Great. You know, like you saw Nick Chubb last year, right? A very good second half of the year, right? You got to know when to buy people. So, you know, you got, you got to, if you had the Eckler in your roster and he scored almost 40 points, you got very lucky, you know what I mean? So go trade them. Sell them when you can and get something really good that you know you can roll with all year. Um, I'm, I mean, Eckler played amazing. What do you have? Three touchdowns? Um, yeah, I mean, he, it's a great it's a great time to sell them, uh, especially if you can get like a James Conner or Nick Chubb and, and, and people will buy on that. Let let her, let let him buy it. Let him let him buy them really high because I would sell them. So you're saying you would do the trade? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I would take James Conner over Eckler in a heartbeat. Yeah, cool. And then remember that New England defense is is stingy, like they're really good. And here's the problem: whenever you give New England time to prepare for you, you're done. Right? This is week one. They've prepared for months for this team. Right? They they shut down Juju and they do they take the number one receiver away all the time. Right? They either double team him with two wide receivers or put their best corner on him and try to lock him down. And, and they, they did that with Juju, right? They prepare, and, and that New England defense is is legit. So, I mean, they're not going to be facing New England 15 more times. So James Conner is a, is a must-have on, you know, your roster if you can get him cheap. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think this is going to our next, next guy. Let's go to our next guy. Let's go to famous Jameis. <sighs> It's, it's, um, let's throw in Cam in there too. Yeah, Cam and Baker. Yeah, I mean we have all three. three we have all three quarterbacks right next to each other on our list. Um, uh, why don't you, Jaime? Why don't you roll with you know? Give us your give us your three. Uh, what you think about these three fantasy bums this week? Um, who? Okay, uh, here, Cam. I'll start with Cam. Let's, let's talk about this. And we we I see this all the time. Who would you cut? Who would you start? And who would you put on your bench? All right, so I'm going to start Baker still. I'm, I think it's over overreaction. Jameis, uh, dude, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm cutting him. But just that Bruce Arians offense and just the hope would make me kind of hold on to him. Cam, man, is his shoulder okay? Because he did not throw the ball <laughs> down the field. Yeah, you know, it reminded me of like uh, 
you know, when you when you watch Pop Warner, right, and you have a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball deep, everything is like within the first ten yards. That's what it looked like. He was a Pop Warner quarterback out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you're saying that you're cutting Jameis, you're benching Cam, and you're starting Baker, right? Um. I guess. I, I mean, I, I mean, I could, I would actually, fuck it. I cut, I'd cut Jameis and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, that wasn't, the, that wasn't what we're doing. You got, you got to, you got to start, cut and bench one. All right. All right. I'm starting, starting Baker. I'm going to bench Jameis because he could at least throw the ball down the field and Cam, I'm going to cut him right now. Wow. All right. Abraham, give us yours. I actually own Cam Newton, and I watched that whole 49ers game because my dad. Um, first of all, that Did I think that Buccaneers game. game oh, huh? Buccaneers. Okay, Bucks game. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think that that Buccaneers game was just. I think there was just too many. I'll, I'll bench. I'll bench Jameis. I'll give him another chance because the whole team kept flag. The whole game was just flags everywhere. Flags, 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 flags. And um, I felt like that ruined the momentum of Jameis. Um, you could tell that, you know, the offense of the Bucks moved with Ronald Jones. And that um, that other, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, the other backup running back for the for the Bucks. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Big guy. Kenny Barber or uh, Aaron? No, the other one. Agua. Agua. Agua Bali. Oh, yeah. He was, he was moving the ball down the, down the field. And, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, the, the I'll give Jameis another chance. He's... He he played really sloppy, yeah, but I, I like I trust Bruce Arians. But Cam Newton, oh man, oh man, uh, yeah, you're right. He didn't he did not though. I, I, he's like kind of like the he's like the girly of he's like the quarterback girly this year. You know, he's not like throwing the ball down the field. He just he's like that shoulder. That shoulder is really bad. Um, I would have to cut him, but. <laughs> I'm still, I mean, obviously I'm still stashing him because I still have him on my team. I don't know who to cut him for. Stafford, maybe Andy Dalton. Stafford, yeah, Andy Dalton. I mean, Those guys. Stafford uh, is uh, is a, a good pickup. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe so, Derek yeah, Carr too. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> roll with Derek Carr just yet. Um, I would I would keep Cam over Derek Carr, um, just to be honest. But I mean, my thing is like this is like a perfect three. Obviously, Baker's has the most talent to throw to second would be Jameis and then Cam. Uh, but Jameis is maybe the stupidest quarterback. <laughs> like how is like his decision making is just like awful. Um, at least with Cam, it's like you have, you got McCaffrey back there, you know, you have, you know, he doesn't make stupid. I mean, his decisions are not as stupid as Jameis. This is, I think Jaime said it best. I'm cutting Jameis and Cam. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I would give, I would give Jameis a, one more week. And, and the main reason why I would give him one more week is Mike Evans wasn't there. Um, just he was sick. Um, you know, that's his best receiver. Uh, Godwin, I love. Um, that would be the only reason I would give Jameis one more week. Um, well, I would give him a couple more weeks, but he, he Mike Evans needs to be healthy. Um, so it, I want to see Mike Evans at his strength, um, Godwin at his strength, and with those two weapons, um, I, I would probably make a decision on Jameis before they cut him. Um, yeah. So that's well. I think all the thing, the other thing too is a lot of the players were sick. Uh, they had that flu going around, and so they just looked really flat and like like lethargic out there. Like they were IVing up out there and trying to keep themselves hydrated. So, well, like you said, we'll, we'll give them another week. We'll take a look at it. But um, let's go to you know somebody dear to your heart, and I know it hurts you to hear it and and people to say it, and you don't want to believe it, but. Man, Montgomery? Oh god. What the hell happened there? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could I get I guess I could talk about this. So obviously listening to the podcast, doing mock drafts with us, doing everything that we talk about. Um I was big on Montgomery. Um I Mike Davis, that effing Mike Davis, when he goes down, <laughs> um 
Montgomery is going to win you fantasy football. Um, but as of now, he's a flex option at best. Um, and if you have something obviously better until he shows up and he has more snap counts and they believe in him a little bit more, to me, he looked like the best back in the field. And that's including Aaron Jones. Um, the way he breaks, breaks tackles, the way he runs in between tackles, the way he catches – like the, the one catch he had was amazing. Like, I mean, the, the guy is legit. He just doesn't have the opportunity yet. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not overhyping, you know, him anymore as an RB two because he doesn't have the opportunities. But the talent, he's, he's an RB two. Um, he just until he gets that opportunity to roll with it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiet a little bit. I'm gonna shut my mouth because. <laughs> I've overhyped this guy as, as much as possible. And uh, I still think that if you drafted him, he, he can win you fantasy football. But, um, it, you know, you have to take into account that the, the Bears played, the Bears played awful. Mitchell Trubisky looked awful. They scored three points. And I don't think, are, yeah. Are they going to get any better? Yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think my big thing is is it was the snap count, right? Uh, I think I think that was my biggest takeaway. Um, that snap count for that game, Cohan seventy percent, Davis fifty six, Montgomery thirty eight. Um, obviously, Cohan played a lot of wide receiver, um, so that's why he, you know, he had the snap count. But I mean, there was I think sixteen total rush attempts in that game. That's just, that was just a bad game. Give me another week. Give me to week four to give you really uh, my feedback on David Montgomery because it's going to take you know two or three more weeks to really see what you're going to get from that guy unless there's an injury um, to another running back where he's just the main guy. But I can tell you now, if he's that main guy and there's no Mike Davis there, he, I'm starting him every week, not not thinking twice. Well, Mike Davis is there. Yeah, so I think then twice. I should shut up. <laughs> hey, but what about uh, Kyler Murray? Oh God! <laughs> hey, you, you were big on him. You know, kudos to you. Um, I remember when we when we did our first ranking in the beginning of the year, and I gave you my top twelve. Who was my twelfth? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. So I believe in him, right? Because rookie quarterbacks they come into this league, and offenses don't get a hold of them. He did not start off well. Um, he had a great second half. Um, he actually had more completions than Matt Safford in that game. And you would never believe that. Right. Uh, especially the way the first half went, but he, he, he came out the wall. Um, the, when that offense became a no huddle offense and the rhythm was there, he looked really, really good. Um, he, yeah, he, he threw that team on his back and let him down the field and he looked at, he was, he was good. Mr. Old Man Old River. River. Um, my guy. Yeah, so yeah. you're um, right on him, I guess, as of now. Yeah. Uh-huh. As of now, as of now. We don't want to overreact yet. We don't want to overreact. Correct. But, all right, so uh, let's go. Malcolm Brown. Oh, you guys can holler about that one. Uh, you, are you buying it? Selling it? I I, I own Gurley, so I was watching that whole – I was watching most of that game. Um, it, it seemed to me that Gurley played most of the snaps, but then Malcolm Brown played a significant portion. Um, he only had a couple more carries than him, Gurley. And um, it it was really, really irritating to watch that game because every time they went to the goal line, Malcolm Brown was on the field. Like, uh, And then Malcolm Brown did take two of his touchdowns. Um, I don't know. I think hopefully moving forward, the Rams and Sean McVay um, are not allergic with Gurley when it comes to red zone. Cause that's pretty big. That's pretty big with it. Yeah. So my, okay. So let's talk about the snap count right here. 70% Gurley Brown, 23 and uh, Henderson, 3%. Uh, you know, the big hype going into the year was this rookie running back is the guy you need to handcuff Gurley with. Right. Um, they are 100% wrong. Um, Brown is the guy you want. Um, if you are in touchdown leagues, Brown is a guy that you can start. Um, so Gurley only had 15 attempts with 97 yards. I think it was last time I, if I remember, so 
Gurley still looked good, but this was the same thing that we went into the year. Well, they'll control his his carries, right? They'll you know they'll they won't they won't give him 20, 25 carries a game. So it's exactly what we all expected. So if you drafted Gurley in the first round, you probably made a mistake, right? You draft him in the second, you're 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 getting RB two numbers from this guy, so you're happy. But if you're a Gurley owner and you handcuffed him with Henderson, you, you need to go and pick up Brown. Like, it's a must-add. Like, I have Brown in a couple leagues, but if you're a girly owner, this is the guy that you want. Um, and tell you the truth, you could have started both of them um, week one, right? Um, so I, I think I think Brown's a guy to have. Yep, I agree. I think so. All right, uh, let's go next. Um, Cortland Sutton, buying, selling. Oh yeah, Sutton looked good. Uh, he looked good tonight. Um, he led the team in targets. Um, he he didn't have the touchdown. Obviously, Sanders had the touchdown today, but um, Flacco went to him more on third down. He went to him more in the game. Um, he's a big target wide receiver. Obviously, Sanders is Sanders is a better route runner. He's faster, but. I mean, I would be happy with either one at this point, right? But especially with Sutton, where you're drafting him late in the 13th, 14th round, um, that's a great pickup. Um, that's yeah. a great pickup. Abraham, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to be the – I think he's going to lead the team. He's going to lead the out of all the receivers in that backfield with targets, receptions. Um, I mean, I did make a claim um, saying uh, I'm really big on, you know, sophomore, sophomore players, and I think Corlin Sutton is one of them. And um, he did prove it tonight. He, he was he's obviously a great grab in late rounds, better than guys like, you know, Muhammad Sanu and all those guys. Um, and, yeah, that's 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 my take. What about our next guy, Evan Ingram, buying his uh, game from Sunday or selling? I'm buying on him. Um, someone just – I mean, I don't know. I, I don't – I don't – I don't think – that when you have 11 catches as a tight end, I don't really think it's like, I don't know. I just think he always does well when Odell Beckham isn't there. Odell Beckham and, is not there no yeah, more. <laughs> yeah, Odell is not there anymore. And Sterling Shepard's not the number one, I don't think, Naz. Oh, Sterling Shepard is. I mean, he, he had the targets. Um, Evan Ingram is number one. Well, yeah. You, you can't. Tight, end, tight ends are, um, we're talking about wide receivers. Um, I think Sterling Shepard is is a a good flex start at best, obviously a wide receiver three, but um, they're going to be behind a lot. I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't want somebody that's going to get 120 targets a year, right? Um, I and I, I mean, I, he has he has a skill set. Obviously, he's in concussion proto- protocol right now, um, but he has a skill set to play. You know what I mean? So you know, and Eli Manning didn't look bad. He looked. He looked. He looked good. Um, obviously, that yeah, he was easy. Yeah, that New York, New York. I mean, that New York offense is not the greatest. But if you drafted Sterling Shepard, you didn't draft him in the first nine rounds, right? Um, so, I mean, you just got to wait to see, right? There's, there's more, there's more left there, right? Uh, uh-huh. So, I wanted, I wanted to go and give you guys. I like to do my start, sit, and cut. I mean, start bench and cut and I want to do it for wide receivers. Um the three wide receivers, and, and this might sound stupid, but I say it because we can talk about this. One being one being Adams, one Mike Evans, and then one Phelan. Um so give me your guys a start, bench, and cut and explain why. I ain't cutting any of them. I get it, but we're talking about the show here, right? So we're speaking to the show. So if you had to, right? Naz, I'm not going to say something stupid on the air. No, no. (laughs) we're just listen, Linda. You said (laughs) we're 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 basically saying this. I mean, I'm not cutting Jameis Winston or Cam. I'm keeping them, right? You, I mean, they go to the waiver wire and they go to somebody else's bench and, and, and they get better. There's opportunity to beat you. So we're speaking for the show more of, you know, why would you even think about, you know, cutting feeling? Well, well, the main reason is how many passes the cousin have? We go 10. 10, right? 
and if you look at the last seven weeks of the season with that offensive coordinator, you know, he didn't attempt more than 22, 20 passes, 22 passes in one game in the last seven weeks. When Cook is balling, that's a run-run first offense. So if we talk about it, that's the reason why we're bringing it up. So I need you guys to speak dum-dums about who would you start? Well, you just, who would you, you just said it right there. I, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to relax. I'm going to start Devontae Adams. Even though he disappointed me this this week, um, and then I'm also going to keep Mike Evans, and I would be very wary of Adam Thielen. Okay, and that, and for our listeners, especially especially where he was drafted at, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to return um, the value. Okay, so I'm going to go with Abraham. Abraham, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak real quick on this. I know you probably have something to say also, but um, so obviously Adams hard matchup. Don't over panic, and that's why we talk about it, right? Um, you have you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, arm talent wise. Um, so I'm not gonna over panic. I am, if you look at their schedule, a little worried about Adams. Um, you know, week week two they play Minnesota, if I recall. Um, let me just look real quick. Um, uh, week two. Hold on one second. Don't y'all let me. Um, yeah. So I know that I don't have the schedule up. So if you guys can pull it up while I'm talking, that'd be awesome. So they play week two. They play Minnesota. Number one pass ranked defense in the league. Um, you know, they, they got a rough schedule for the first four weeks, if I recall. Um, so I'm a little bit worried there, right, with Adams. Um, now, Mike Evans. I'm going to speak. High. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you got it right. So, it would be the Broncos next. Okay. So, they play Broncos week two. Yeah. And then week three, they play the Eagles, which is a good matchup for them, I think. And then week four, they play the Cowboys. Not a good matchup. When do they play Minnesota? Next week. They play Minnesota. Week two, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota week two, then the Broncos. Then the Eagles and the Cowboys. Okay, so first five weeks, I mean, decent, right? Eagles are Eagles. Not so. I'm not so worried about. Um, Cowboys got a good defense. Minnesota's got a good defense. But the problem is, is that he went in the first round in drafts, right? And there's a possibility that he doesn't put up wide receiver one numbers in the first five weeks, and he just, you know putting up, you know, 15 to 17 points. Well, you didn't draft Adam for those numbers. I know one of these weeks he might break out, right, especially against the Eagles or whatever the case is, but I'm worried. I mean, Julio Jones didn't blow up against Minnesota. They're a really good pass defense. So that would be two weeks in a row that your number one wide receiver struggled, right? That's my one one point there. Um, Mike Evans, my worry is not just Mike Evans. My worry is Winston and Godwin, Right. Godwin got more attempts and Winston looked sh- as shitty as all can be when you talk about quarterback play, right? So I'm more worried about Mike Evans based off of that than I am with feeling, you know, with, with Cousins only attempting 10 passes. like that. But you would have to make a quick, but, but, turn, quick turnaround. Understand, understand, understand the gameplay there, right? That Minnesota game was 21-0. They weren't trying to pass the ball. They were trying to use the clock. Right. And they had that I that I spoke very high, highly about as the next Arian Foster, and that's Cook. Right. We spoke, I told you guys that day one, I think Cook could finish top five. Right. And he came to ball. So my only thought process on feeling is, is that that game script allowed them to run the ball. Right. It was 21 0 in the third quarter. They were trying to use as much clock as they, they can. So I don't see that happening week after week because it's. My worry more on Winston is I'd rather trade away Mike Evans. And maybe that's what will change this. Instead of cut, we'll say trade away, right? We'll do start, bench, and trade away, right? I'd rather trade away Mike Evans, bench feeling, and start Adams, right? Um, that's that's what I would do. What do you guys think? You cheated. I cheated, but that's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Changed it. You changed. I changed it midway because realistically, you wouldn't cut none of these, and I agree with you guys. So let's say trade away, bench, and start. Roll with it. Go, Abraham. Um, I was going to say earlier. Um, 
I was the same with Jaime. Um, I'm actually gonna, I actually, I actually trust Evans. You know, I don't trust the Vikings offense. That's why I don't trust. Um, after seeing that performance with the Vikings, all they did was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Whoever owns Dalvin Cook, congratulations to you. Uh, yeah, he's he's gonna. Yeah, yeah, Dalvin Cook's gonna be great this season. Um, um, that's if he doesn't get hurt. I actually have his backup, Alexander Madison. Don't speak also, that. That's that's bad talk. Yeah, who also looks actually looked pretty good, Alexander Madison, playing a backup role. He got like what forty nine yards though, but he was playing as a backup role though. He had like nine attempts, forty nine yards. Okay, so he was averaging a little bit, probably around five yards carry. Um. Yeah, that's that's what I don't trust. It's it's the the Vikings offense. Um, I think I think yes, yeah, sure. Jamie's Winston looked completely stupid against the 49ers. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I you trust. Don't, you, don't Godwin, you don't think Godwin's a threat to Mike Evans? I think no. I think Godwin will benefit from Mike Evans. Okay, I think Mike Evans just had a bad week. I mean, he had weeks like that last season. Where he just had like four points, but he he'll do fine. He'll do fine. Yeah, let's not overreact, guys. Yeah. He was sick. Well, they well the good news is is that the two quarterbacks that we say play like shit week one play against each other week two. Um, so you got Tampa Bay versus Carolina divisional game. Um, so we're we're gonna see both of these week one bums go at it. Let's let's pick let's pick that game. I'm gonna take the uh, Bucks. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, hold on. Before you pick the game, okay. Well, Carolina's favored by seven. What I do like about this game is the over/under. Give me the points. <laughs> what I do like about this game, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this to our fantasy listeners: the over/under on this game is forty-nine and a half. That's good if you're a fantasy owner and you got action in this game because there's going to be some fantasy points scored. Um, we're just hoping it's not going to be one team, right? And going, looking at this right now, the highest over/under is going to be the Oakland A's game. I mean, <laughs> Oakland, Oakland A's, <laughs> Oakland Raiders, Kansas City game, fifty-three, and New Orleans and the Rams, fifty-three and a half. So, and then you got Philly and Atlanta. So we have three games that are over/under fifty-plus points, and the next closest is that Tampa Bay game. I like that going into fantasy, knowing that. Vegas thinks that this is going to be a high scoring game because Vegas, they just, they just know, I don't know what it is, but every week they just know what these numbers are going to be. Um, And I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So who would start, who would you start next week? Matt Ryan or Cam Newton? Cause I have both of them. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, well, I, I, I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to ever take Matt Ryan out of your lineup. Right. Um, but I, let me just look at who they're playing. Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Well, the Redskins ate that team apart. Right. Um, I, I, I would be, I would be worried if I was Philly Philadelphia. Yeah. That it's a 51. It's a pick them. Um, I think so Atlanta's at home and it's a pick them. Um, I would be worried if I was Philly, to tell you the truth, because th- they play like shit week one, and I just feel like they're going to just bounce back. I actually think Atlanta wins that game. Um, yeah, I, I I would roll with Atlanta. They're gonna rip, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win that game. All right. Yeah, especially with that horrible performance with the Vikings. Yeah, that's a bounce back game for him. This is this is the stuff that I I look I, I feed for is like bad week performances and people buying. Like I would I would love to have a little action. Well, I have Julio. Actually, in one league, I have uh, McCaffrey, Cook, and Julio. My first three picks. I wonder who I drafted with. I think I think some bums. All right. So yeah, I mean we we went we went over a. Uh, Enough for week one, um, as as we said uh, before, we we end this this podcast, this Monday night podcast. Um, pump your brakes, don't overreact. Um, take some of the advice that we talked about with buying people low, uh, selling people high. Um, see what you can get for these type of players. Um, 
just know that don't don't always this is my last last advice before we get off tonight is if if you know football and you know that a, a team like Connor, right? If you're a Connor owner, like don't panic. It's great offensive line. Everything they do makes sense when it comes to running back heavy. Like don't panic on that. Go try to find these type of players. Listen to this podcast enough and you'll be you'll you'll be in a good situation. I agree. I say, yeah, don't panic. Stay true. Give it a couple weeks. See, reassess your team after this week and then uh, go for it. But you don't want to wait too long and uh, reassess that team because then before you know it, you're going to be way behind the eight ball in the uh, playoff picture. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, guys. It was nice. So just FYI to our listeners, tomorrow we'll be doing Waiver Wire Tuesday. Um, So you guys know who to put in for your waivers. Um, so we'll be, we'll be posting some stuff on the podcast. I mean, the, our Instagram page and Twitter. So go follow us, um, and, and let's get let's get let's get moving. All right, guys.